Alright everyone, this is Elijah Burt, and you are listening to Off The Glass. In this podcast, I interview one of my teachers at my school about March Madness. He's a gym teacher, the health teacher, and he coaches my school's basketball team. And I thought it'd be really cool to interview him about March Madness, because I I heard he was doing a bracket, and... He knows quite a bit about college basketball, and he's pretty interested in that type of thing. So, yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to interview him for you guys in a podcast. Um, Yeah, quick shout-out to him. He did a really good job answering the questions. And also, thanks for coming out and taking your time to do this podcast with me. Now let's get into it. Yeah, I, I I started the recording, but I can edit out whatever needs to be edited out. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool to hear about the project and stuff before we started. Like, what got you interested in podcasts? You know, in um, so for our Digital Apps 2 class, we, our project was make, wait, what did I just say? Um, my project was to make a podcast and we had to make four episodes and one of the episodes had to have an interview with somebody in it and the... We got to listen to podcasts while we were working for a couple days because we were working on a different assignment, but he told us, Mr. Potts told us that we'd start working on podcasts, so we were listening to them to um, sort of get like a sense of what a podcast was like, and I found this really cool um, NBA podcast that I really liked called The Mismatch on Spotify, and that uh, made me want to make a basketball podcast. Awesome, man. Well, that's really cool to hear where the idea came from. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, you know, I'm happy to be here to, to talk with you. And, you know, I love college hoops, so what a good topic. Mm-hmm. What's your final four for the uh, March Madness tournament? Who do you think will win? Well, first off, I'm so happy that the tournament's back, right? Last mm-hmm. year, it was canceled. I was, like, devastated, right, as a hoops fan. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this year, as the, as the bracket was forming and, um, you know, I got excited – and watched a lot of basketball, honestly. The, the good thing about it is is sometimes you could know all everything that you want about basketball and none of the teams that you think are going to yeah. make it. So uh, more, more often than not, my bracket's busted. But, um, <laughs> you know, my, my four teams this year um, through, you know, both watching games and kind of just hearing, hearing, you know, sports chatter throughout the season. So I've got the number one overall seed, right? Um, Gonzaga getting to the final four from, I think, a, I don't have the bracket in front of me, but uh, the Western. For the division. West, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I went Big Ten, right? I'm a, I'm a homer when it comes to Big Ten, not just because we're living in Michigan, but I went to Indiana University. So mm-hmm. really knowledgeable about the Big Ten and got to see them kind of battle it out. Um, so from there, it's really, you know, Big Ten teams. So I think I've got uh, Illinois. Um, I've got Ohio State and Michigan. So, so I think that that rounds out my, my final four and, and I'm hopeful, you know, the big 10 can kind of flex its muscles in the bracket Mm -hmm. and show that, you know, it is the best conference, but every year you always are surprised and Mm -hmm. and that's part of it. And, uh, who do you have in the final two teams for it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Gonzaga versus, uh, Illinois. I've got all right, Gonzaga. yeah, that's what I got too. And then I have uh, I have Gonzaga winning it all. Oh, uh, you're going for the undefeated season. Yeah, uh, I think would it'd be- just be so cool if they had a undefeated season because I know that um, not that many teams have actually had a full undefeated season. Yeah, you got it. Not too many in the history of basketball. I think you know. Fun fact: 
you know, I'm, I love that, 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 uh, talking point of, um, you know, the Indiana Hoosiers last ones to do it, you know, I think mm-hmm. they were six or 27 and now I could do some quick research, wow. but it's, uh, nice. it's pretty amazing to think that, you know, as hard as you work, that you could really have a perfect season, right. Mm-hmm. To really accomplish that. Cause as you know, right. Basketball, they deal with a lot of things, whether it's injuries, um, buying into the coach's ideas and plans, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, strategies. There's a lot of things, you know, um, that go into being successful on the basketball court. So, yeah, you can get like really unlucky with injuries. Injuries are like always that, like one thing that you're just like excited because the team's having a good season. Then all of a sudden, like one of their best players gets injured and then just goes downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. You know, um, every team kind of deals with that. Right. So, but what you find is after years of watching basketball is, is sometimes the best teams, it's this mantra and this, this mindset of next man up, right. Or mm-hmm. next, right. So whatever the sport is, and it gives someone an opportunity really to rise to that occasion. But if you're talking about like, you know, your best player or your prime time player, you know, your mm-hmm. clutch player, sometimes it's really difficult to, to replace them and what they bring to the court or the team. Um, yeah. but it always does give opportunities to someone else. So it's, it's interesting to see if coaches switch their strategies, if they, um, try to keep the same strategies. Right. Um, but yeah, injuries, like you said, man, they just, ah, yeah, <laughs> just, you know, they, they're, they're hard to overcome, but the best teams seem to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my final four was pretty similar to yours. All the teams were the same. I had Gonzaga, Ohio state and Illinois. Um, but in the East I had Florida state beating out Michigan and then beating out like, uh, Alabama and Texas, they just uh they seem like a really solid team and I think they could definitely uh pull through. And something that's funny to me is whenever I make my um final four, I feel like I always have to have like a number four or number three seed in there. I can't just have uh all like two and one seeds because it just like doesn't like feel that likely like it's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely, right? Uh that's the craziest thing about March Madness, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't really know. So I guess it's called chalk, right? When the higher seed or the lower seed wins. So if the one beats the 16, that's called chalk. Mm-hmm. So but even though they're, they're seated that way, you know, that's why you play the games, right? The ball gets tipped up and you don't really know who's going to win. So mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you, you think about uh, Florida State, you know, and, and, and the SEC or the Southeastern Conference. And, and their coach, his name is Leonard Hamilton. And he's, uh, he's been really successful for a long time. And um, Indiana actually played them this year. And so I got to kind of watch a game and watch how he, in, he interacts with his team and, and things like that. And they actually went to double overtime. I stayed up, oh, way, wow, late. Yeah. I stayed up late too, way too late watching the game. But it was cool. You knew that their team was resilient, right? You knew that they were going to give it the, leave it all on the floor. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what you saw as the, you know, because I think Indiana was up and then they came back to tie it up and then it goes to overtime, right? Indiana had a chance to win it again. They didn't, right? So Florida State, you know, their their mindset and what they were able to do. I, I think that'll hopefully lead to some tournament success. You know, they're fun yeah. to watch. And, but you're right, man. You got to pick up the upsets and you got to figure out which ones yeah. are going to And that's uh, really part of the, the tournament for sure. Yeah. I uh, The reason I think why I had uh, Florida State beating Michigan was just because, well, one, I'm like against Michigan, the rivals of state. So, I didn't really want to have them in the final four and um, uh, Michigan, like I feel like tends to overestimate their opponents most of the time. And they get like sort of cocky 
and then they just choke the game or throw away the game usually. Yeah, man. Uh, it's interesting when you think about that. Um, I think Michigan and Michigan State, correct me if I'm wrong, but they played their final two Big Ten games against one another. Mm-hmm. And so Michigan comes out and crushes – or no, Michigan crushes them the first time. And yeah. like that mindset of like maybe cocky or arrogant or thinking that you don't have to maybe try your hardest. Yeah. It's a given, right? Well, then Michigan State showed them that maybe that's not the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also think back about one of the most surprising games of the Big Ten this year, in my opinion, and that was uh, Illinois versus Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you remember that one, but it was at Michigan, and it was the top two teams in the Big Ten, right? They've won the most games, and yep. uh, Illinois crushed them, right? They crushed yeah. Michigan. It was really surprising. So, you know, maybe, like you said, maybe they came into that game with the wrong mindset, this uh, mindset of, well, actually, you know, we're, we're the best, and we don't have to worry about anybody. Mm-hmm. Illinois says, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not really the truth. So, yeah, I think you bring up a lot of cool points, man, and um, and that's what's so exciting, right? You got the the underdogs and the Cinderella stories, um, and you know those lower seeds mm-hmm. tackling those better teams, and and you know that's what that's what basketball is all about, and that's why I love it so much. Yeah, and well, I guess we already started talking about this. My next question was, how well do you think Michigan will do this season? I, I said they'd get eliminated in the Sweet 16 by Florida State, but um, you know what you have on your bracket? But, yeah, I've got them going to the Final Four. I'm a little hesitant about uh, the Texas and the Florida State matchup, like you said, um, just because I've, I've watched uh, Indiana also played Texas in the early season. So mm-hmm. it's cool when you get to see a team play, right, or you saw them play a couple of games, maybe because you liked the team that they were playing or you were just curious, right? You just flick on the TV and you get to see it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got them going to the Final Four. And, and you know, I think uh, one of my reasons is is because I'm kind of Big Ten, like, biased, right? Just in my yeah. head. I think it's the best conference. So when I'm pitting, like, an SEC team or um, an, uh, an A-10 team or some of the teams out West, you know, I, I tend to favor the Big Ten teams. Yeah. Uh, for good or for bad, right? Sometimes my heart gets in the way of my head. So mm-hmm. when it comes to the bracket. But, yeah, I've got them yeah. going to the Final Four and – and actually to the to the championship game against Gonzaga. So so we'll see. I think it's, you know, if you win the Big Ten, in my mind, you're a really good team. And mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to beat. So Yeah, there are a lot of really solid teams in the Big Ten. Um, I know you're an Indiana Hoosiers fan. And what do you think caused the Indiana Hoosiers not to make it into the tournament this season? Oh, uh, you're asking the tough questions today, dude. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know how there's like preseason rankings, like yeah. in, in predictions, you know, Indiana was predicted to be, you know, the 10th or ninth team in the big 10. So they weren't predicted to finish, you know, in the top 10 or, or in to win the big 10 per se. Yeah. But as I'm an eternal optimist, you know, and I know the players and, and although the coach actually got fired this year, I believe in him. Yeah, and, his, I saw that. and so at the end of the day, you know, they finished right about where they were predicted to, mm-hmm. right? Kind of sad, but that's the reality, right? Um, but at the end of the day, they didn't perform well enough to, to be invited, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I'm sad, right? Uh, the whole tournament this year, March Madness is all in the state of Indiana, yeah. right? Every single game. And you're playing at these historic venues. You're playing at Hinkle Fieldhouse, where Butler plays. You're playing, you're playing at Mackey Arena, where Purdue plays. You're playing at uh, Assembly Hall, where Indiana plays. 
you're playing at uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse where the Indiana Pacers play. Mm-hmm. And you're playing at Lucas Oil Stadium where that's where the Final Four is, uh, where the Indianapolis Colts play. So the entire tournament is like in the state of Indiana. And you have one, at least in my mind, one glaring weakness or yeah. glaring hole, right? The Indiana Hoosiers, because, you know, I know you're pretty young and I'm pretty young in general, but in my lifetime, like the last time they won a national championship was 1987. That's the year I was born. Yeah. Right? But they have five national championships, right? So the history and the tradition of Indiana basketball is, is really big. So I'm sad that they didn't make it. I wish that they would have done better, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've already talked about, I could go on and on about reasons why they maybe didn't make it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, our biggest player, Joey Brunk, you know, injured for the season, injured his back, right? He was a starter all last year. Yeah. Uh, the injuries we again. Yeah, right. Like all of a sudden our front court depth was really weak. We didn't have another big guy that had some experience to 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 really help, right? And then uh midway through the season, you know, another one of our starters, Armand Franklin ankle injury right so then he's out for three games and he comes back and then he has an achilles injury right so so you just see these things and and like you hinted at man because you obviously follow basketball i love talking with you but it's like injuries matter right but yeah at the end of the season you know i could kind of see the players not really fired up to play for the coach anymore you know they were you know you can see that when a team buys into what the coach's vision is and what the strategies are like it's like a beautiful thing right you Mm -hmm. see this great bond between coaches and players and everyone's trying to do good. Um, but Indiana didn't have that. Right. And, um, and they didn't deserve to be there this year, you know, yeah. and uh, that's the nature of, of performance, right? You have to perform well in order to get the invitation or the privilege to play in March madness. And they just didn't have it. They didn't have it. So yeah, I mean, my friends are upset, right? Yeah. <laughs> always like texting each other, like, Oh, it's the worst thing in the world, but you know, it is what it is. And, um, at the end of the day, you got to earn it, right? You got to earn what you are given, and um, and they didn't earn it this year. So, hopefully, sometime soon, knock on wood, we'll be back in the in the tournament and yeah, you know, raising banners. But not this year, man. Not yeah. this year. Hopefully, um, with the coach being fired and everything, the next uh, coach will be a lot better for the team, and they'll end up doing better next season. Got it, man. That's the hope. Yeah. There's a lot of names in the hopper because you know. We'll see though. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We, Archie Miller, I, I, you know, even though he got fired, you know, uh, with COVID, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, and you know, basketball in a pandemic. There's a lot of weird stuff that they had to deal with this year. So, at the end of the day, maybe Archie maybe had some excuses, right? Some players went down, mm-hmm. uh, young team, COVID season, right? And maybe he wanted, you know, uh, to get a pass. But at the end of the day, like the athletic director said, the performance matters. And, and if you can't perform when the expectations are up here, right. Especially at Indiana, right. The expectations are here. And if you're always down here and you're not meeting those, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you got to draw the line and say, you're out. And I may have told you this the other day, but do you remember how much they paid him to, bu- to buy him out his contract? Uh, I don't think you have said it yet. So when they fired him, they had mm-hmm. to pay him $10 million to walk away. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of money yeah yep 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 so he signed a 10-year contract they fired him at year four and mm-hmm. there was a clause in the contract that said if you fire me you owe me 10 million dollars and so believe it or not a anonymous donor an iu alumni gave iu all that 10 million dollars to to say bye-bye 
So kind of crazy, but that's that's competitive sports for you. Yeah. Um. All right. So originally this question was uh, it's kind of funny. Um, how uh far do you think uh MSU will do this year, Michigan State? But then I changed it this morning because I saw it. my dad uh when I woke up he told me that he saw that they lost, and that was pretty disappointing. Um, but now that yeah, I changed it to uh. What do you think about the fact that MSU is already out of the tournament due to a loss against UCLA? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're a state fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big state fan. I mean, you followed them throughout the year. Like, did you think that they had a good shot at winning last night? Uh, Yeah, I thought they were going to win for sure. And I had a high up too. I had them going to at least the uh, Sweet 16 on my bracket. I put them in the Elite Eight just because I wanted to make him go far just because it's Michigan State. Um, but I thought they were definitely going to maybe be able to beat Texas or the game would be close because I thought they deserved way higher than uh, the 11 seed, especially because they beat Michigan in that last game of the Big Ten or one of the last games um, against Michigan. And Michigan was the number one seed. So I thought for sure they – should have gotten a much higher rating in this tournament and they should have done a lot better. Yeah. I mean, that's the hope and the dream, right? Especially, you know, having, you know, some loyalty to Michigan state, you Mm -hmm. know, you want them to do really good, you know, and, and I always think they should have a higher seed. So those playing games are interesting, right? Um, Cause they're essentially fighting or like playing for the 11 seed. I think they were playing for an 11 seed last night. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it's like the bottom four teams right are getting this opportunity to to really get into the main draw. So um, I was impressed with how Michigan State uh, finished their season right because early on they just didn't have a lot of results. They had some bad losses, is what you know sports pundits would say, right? They had they shouldn't have lost to some of the teams that they did. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the season, you know, per like Tom Tom Izzo always does, right? He gets his guys playing hard and well at the right time of the year. So they finished strong and, um, you know, they did have some big wins, right? I think they beat, uh, I don't think they beat Illinois. Did they beat Illinois? Was it? I don't think so. It was like Iowa. They had like two top five wins, like in the last like week or two of the season. But uh, anyways, they finished really strong. And so I, I thought they were going to have a chance against UCLA as well and possibly winning. Was it against BYU on the next round? Uh, the, let me. Who's that 60? Yes, BYU. Yeah. Yeah, so I was hopeful that, uh, you know, Michigan State would, would do what they do in March and, and make that run. But, um, but unfortunately, you know, similar to Indiana, Michigan State was up and down this year, right? They were up and down most of the season with their results, and then they peaked at the right time. So I was hopeful, but also kind of like, oh, there was games where they didn't play so well. So maybe yeah. the potential for, for what we saw last night, you know. And uh, I only watched the first half. Like you, I had to get some sleep, right? Yeah game didn't start till 10 p.m. So I watched the first half and I, you know, I went to sleep. They were up 10 at halftime and I thought, oh, they, they're competing well. They're dominating. Right. Cause I think the other team even made a three pointer at the buzzer before halftime. So they were up 13. So I'm thinking, okay, Michigan state's playing really good, but um, you know, the, the script flipped in the second half and, and yeah. um, UCLA, you know, really turned it on and made winning plays when it matters and in overtime. So. Yeah. I was watching the, uh, highlights this morning because I wanted to see how the whole thing went down um and I was so surprised if I was watching it live I thought they'd probably like 
win for sure by like the half because they were looking really strong and looking like they were probably going to beat them out for sure because it was like you said win winning by 11 but then they came back in overtime which was crazy that it went to overtime and then won by six so that was really really insane yes yeah, and that's basketball right i mean you play right elijah I yeah mean, basketball is like known as a game of runs right so Team team goes on a run, scores a couple buckets, right? And then the other team goes on a run, scores a couple buckets, right? Yeah. And uh, sorry, I got to plug in my my computer's about to die, and that That's wouldn't be good. while we're yeah. talking. But um, you know, and and so it's really about you know maintaining that effort and energy throughout an entire game. And from the sounds of it, looking at highlights and kind of looking at a recap, you know. UCLA kept their, their foot on the gas a little bit longer, right? They were more resilient, tough-minded, and they got the dub. They got the yeah. win, right? Really about uh, in a lot of basketball games comes down to who's putting in the most effort for longer because to I could like sort of see that Michigan State was getting tired in overtime especially, and UCLA was just um, making a ton of shots and one by six. Yeah, man. So that's, you know, that's kind of what it is. You know, it's, 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 have you ever heard the term clutch? Yeah. Right. So, you know, making baskets when the game's on the line, right. Some people have that in them, right. They want the ball. They want the ability to make that. Some people just have that, you know, and that's what's so exciting about March Madness, right. You find out who really wants it. Right. And who has that moment where they just maybe play really amazing where they hit that last second buzzer beater and the crowd, you know, goes wild. Yeah. You know, dog piling on each other, and that's what it's all about. That, and uh, you know, March Madness in general, you know, upset city, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and so, uh, for my final question, um, this one I thought of this morning, and I thought it'd be really good to ask because I talked about this in my first episode on my podcast. Um, uh, were you surprised that Kentucky and Duke are not in the March Madness tournament this year? Golly, yeah, absolutely. How can you not be, right? Uh, yeah. I put I put Duke in – you said Duke in Kentucky, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like uh, – are you familiar with, like, the Blue Bloods of basketball? Yeah. Like the, there's, like, five or six teams that just have this history of winning, right? And yeah. this history of attracting the best recruits, right? So you're talking about some of the, the teams and coaches, like John Calipari at Kentucky, right, mm-hmm. and Shevsky at Duke, like – those are some of the best coaches of all time, right? The most yeah. wins, the most tournament success. And not only that, but those rosters, right? The players on those teams, those were the best of the best coming out of high school, right? If you look at recruiting rankings, five-star, five-star, five-star. Yeah. Best of the best, right? So, yes, it's shocking, right? Um, but it also goes to tell you that sometimes it's more than basketball, right? It's, mm-hmm. more, it's more than what, how good you think you are, right? Or how good someone thinks you are, right? Because ultimately, you have to play the game. Yeah. So there's there's good ups and downs to performance. Um, as an Indiana fan, right? Uh, I'm okay actually with seeing them not make the tournament. Yeah. But they probably feel the same way about Indiana, right? Because they've had rivalries for long, long periods of time. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised 100%. Um, but at the same time, like we're playing basketball in a pandemic, right? We haven't even mentioned COVID-19 in this podcast, but to think about daily testing and quarantining and isolation, right? And 
think a lot of those teams were really asked to be with just the teammates. Yeah. Right. Because if they were going out and partying or they were going out with their families, like there was potential that they would have to quarantine and be away from their team or their whole team wouldn't be able to, to play at all. So yes, I'm shocked, but it just goes to show you that, you know, the challenging times maybe make some things that normally don't happen, happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you know, this has really challenged everyone's mental health, right? This has been a challenging year where we've had to really live differently. And even in the sports world, you know, middle school basketball was canceled. You were supposed to be on this court right here, Bert. Yeah. You know, I was hopeful that I was going to get to coach you and we were going to have a fun time and learn the game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we didn't get to do that. And, you know, were you sad about not getting had that chance? Yeah, it was really, uh, I was really frustrated that it wasn't going to um, happen because it was looking like it might be able to happen, but then, I I can't really remember what happened, I think, but just didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. So it's a lot of like that mental thing, right? Like being mentally strong when you have those letdowns, right? And so I think that even though, you know, some of these teams with great history and great players and great coaches, I think playing basketball in a pandemic really, it was difficult for some people more so than others, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Not that that's an excuse, right? But that's something that definitely is a part of it, right? So definitely is a part of it, at least in yeah. my opinion. Like, and some teams of- um, didn't even play all 30 of their games this year because of um, COVID and everything. They Some of them like only played 15 or some certain amount just because they were like out for part of the season because um, they were afraid of you know COVID and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's normal, right? I mean, we've Mm -hmm. never through something like this, you know, you and I will remember this for forever. Yeah. This is very interesting. You know, and and it's sad. It's interesting. It's, it's eye opening, right? It makes you appreciate like last year, Indiana was probably going to make the tournament, right? And then the big 10 tournament, you know, they canceled that and then canceled March madness. So you know, I think, I think uh, ultimately, hopefully, a lesson that we learned from this is that, man, appreciate the opportunities that you get, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't know if they're going to happen again. So, you know, I, for me, it's kind of like the silver lining or the, the good thing out of a bad situation, right? Like the moment that we get to have a tryout on this court, right? The moment that we get to put on the Larson uniforms, like, you know, that's going to feel like, oh, man, maybe now I appreciate this a little bit more, yeah. you know, so... I don't know, grateful for the opportunities and the things that we do get, you know, in our country and in our state. Um, definitely makes me, you know, season after season got canceled. And I was really sad about all that, you know, and uh, sad for you guys as athletes and sad for me as a coach and, you know, the whole school district and it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, but. Well, I think that wraps it up, I guess. I don't, I don't have, that was my final question. And we're just coming to an end about what we're, talking about so yeah thank you for uh coming here to in coming here to be interviewed i guess by me um and taking your time for this interview and uh thank you for doing like a good job answering the questions i know that sounds like something that like a teacher would say to a student but <laughs> but like um uh, you did I, I thought you were doing like a really good job answering the questions and putting a lot of thought into them so thank you for that Right on, man. Well, it's always good to, to chat with you. And, um, you know, hopefully it felt more like a conversation, but yeah. Yeah. I think it did. 
What'd you say? Sorry, it, like the audio cut out because I talked and I. Sorry for interrupting you, but. Oh no, no, you didn't interrupt. I was just saying. I said thank you. You know, you did a nice job as an interviewer, and you know, I don't look at this as like a, a teacher-student thing. I look mm -hmm. at this two guys talking hoops and and being passionate about about what they like. And mm -hmm. all good by me, you know. At the yeah. end of the day, I am your teacher. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, and but I feel like we have a pretty decent relationship where we can kind of be real with one another and, mm -hmm. and uh, have fun and and share what we what we love. So yeah, it's been a pleasure, Elijah, and, and thanks for the invite. No problem. All right, so that's gonna do it for this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.